Radio. This is Hurricane Ann, and I am so happy to have you tune in tonight for our very special guest and a real good friend of mine, Derek Gibson, who is uh, living in New York City, and he is also running for New York State Governor. And so, uh, welcome, Derek. Hi, Annie. How are you? Hello? In tonight, Derek. Oh, I'm great. Can you hear me? I hear you. Glad to be here with you tonight. Right. So you and uh, your family live in New York, but because of this virus, y'all have actually left and went to Atlanta. Is that correct? Well, actually not. I came down for a uh, a good friend of mine, brother passed away, so I came down for a funeral on uh, last week. And, uh, while I was here, all this stuff seemed to uh, collapse there in uh, New York City with all the sickness uh, was being exposed. And I called the children and told them it would be best for them to come meet me in Atlanta, and uh, that's what they did. But we didn't leave because of the coronavirus. It wasn't really out there like that at that point. I just came down for a film. Got you. I actually had just went out of town uh, a week and a half ago for a funeral myself, so I'm kind of lucky I didn't get Stuck there because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have liked that too much. But I'm really glad that y'all are not in New York right at this moment. So uh, up until uh, well, this whole time that this virus has been going on, I've been very uh, skeptical about whether the virus is even real or not. Until I started seeing these numbers coming out in New York, and because of the fact that I care about you, your wife, and Diamond, and your family, and uh, Carly, a friend of mine, Carly's there, and, and Linda Jean. I started being really concerned, and I, uh, someone asked me today what I thought about the virus, and I said, well, I did think it was a hoax, but after I talked to my friend from New York tonight, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have a different a change of attitude. And just doing the research today to talk to you about this, uh, it's, it's very alarming what's going on. I, I really don't know a lot about New York, so I was kind of surprised really at the numbers and things that I'm seeing going on. So it's really a bad epidemic there, right? It is. It's an epidemic, and uh, I think we uh, waited too long to get get on board uh, trying to put a stop to this virus. We uh, drug, drug our feet because, like you were saying uh, earlier, that you didn't, you would think it, it wasn't like that. It may not be real or something like that, and I believe that was the thoughts of the leadership in uh, New York uh, State and New York City. But from the beginning, uh, I took it as 100% word that, that uh, Wu-Tang China virus was real, and I thought, I said, well, if this is real, and it started back maybe November, December, we didn't know nothing about it, and everybody's riding us up because I ride a lot of my children, and I say, it spreads like that, somebody's sneezing, I didn't know about it staying on services at the time, I said, it's always something should be shut down in the school, and I constantly called to shut the school down, I even told my kids they wasn't going to school regardless, uh, because of that virus because it's going to spread. Now, it turned out to be right. But, uh, you know, the subway is still up and running, and now we have a the highest rate uh, in New York City itself. I believe it's about 19, maybe 
19,000 at the present moment that is infected with the coronavirus. We'll have, uh, what, maybe about 400 deaths throughout the state of New York. It's really bad because of the, we waited too long. We uh, we had one uh, young lady that she's an uh, attorney maybe. I think she was an attorney, a doctor, whatever. And whatever was encouraging people to go to the uh, to the parade, you know, just live life as normal. So they took it to be, well, you know, it came out of President Trump now, so maybe it's not, uh, it is what it is. So now we're in a predicament uh, having to shelter in place and just a whole lot going on. At, at the present moment, I pray for all my fellow citizens in the state of New York. Uh, hopefully everything will go well, and I'm sure it will once we get a grip on it. We're doing all the uh, makeshift hospitals. They did the job in front of that uh, working on that right now, so I think we'll get a grip on it. All the blame, it was leadership coming out blaming each, each other, blaming the administration, you know, for well, lack of this or that. Instead of looking at themselves and trying to make the virus uh, get a, a, a hold of it, which they did not. So now we're in, uh, you know, highest rate in Italy. So it's really sad that the weak leadership let this random up. Wow. I, what I've read was the article. Uh, about six, it came out about six hours ago on the Guardian, Guardian, and it said that uh, that New York had 23,112 COVID-19 cases in New York City alone, and 365 deaths. And it said that Queens accounted for one third of all the cases in the city. So I jumped straight on your profile to see if you had lived in Queens, and all I saw was uh, Manhattan and then New York City. So I was like, well, that's good, you know. But uh, no, I live in Queens. I live in Queens. You do live in Queens. I live in Queens right now. I I I live in Rigo Park. I I moved from Manhattan uh, back in October. I reside in uh, Rigo Park now in Queens. So yeah, that's the epicenter center up there. It was was Queens. So that, those, I, uh, when I read that, I uh, thought you were there. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in Rigo Park, man. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, we just got to get so, uh, control of. We got we got to listen to uh, what they're saying, what the CDC saying, uh, healthy, good hygiene, and that. My biggest problem is the subway. It should only be open to people that are going to work, nurses, you know, stuff like that. But. I, I don't understand the call that was made. So it was made. I'm not in leadership at the present moment. So, but I would be a totally different. I think it would have stopped a lot of that before it got out of control. And I believe the highest rate was spread on the sub on on those uh, subway trains because we are packed back to back. You know, we touching everything, trying to hold on, and that's probably where the biggest of it came from. Wow. I do have uh, my. Uh, Friend Joseph Bernard, who him and I uh, did the Resistance Radio, which you and Diamond had been guests on many times before it switched to Mega News. And I'm going to be bringing him on in just a few minutes, but I did just want to ask a couple of questions before I brought him on. Um, one thing I had saw was your – all right, first of all, in case you all don't know, Derek is actually running for New York State Governor. And if you want to go help uh, check him out or support him, his website is Gibson for NYS governor.com so it's gibson for uh, for for nys governor.com and uh, he has a really good mega republican platform uh, he supports law enforcement voter id our military constitutional rights education reform school choices tax reforms government streamlining streamlining uh religious liberties he's very pro-life and if you want to check out uh 
I think it was only the second show I ever did on Wolfpack Radio was with Derek where we were covering the abortion bill in New York, which was just horrible. And uh, he is just real uh, business-minded and job. He's for, really for a lot of medical freedom and, and for more jobs. So he's the person that we want to see in government. I guess he, he's going to protect our liberties and protect our people and let the you know people have some control back instead of this deep state. And so, Derek, we're backing you 100%. We've, we've told you back in the day that you needed to run. So, uh, And that's what Joseph kept saying. We said that he was going to end up being governor. <laughs> but uh, going back to my question, uh, going back to my question was uh, – we did. We called that on our show, if you remember that correctly, So uh, on Resistance Radio. We might have given you the ideal, Derek. Oh, yeah. You never know. We might – I hope we didn't create a, a diva. <laughs> don't forget your don't forget your little people when you get up there. You know, like I said on Twitter. I know it's right, hey, but you I said was... uh, I want to. I want you said I want to give some control back. No, all the control belongs to the New York State citizens, people. not some of it, but all of it. You know, so that's what I want to. Do. I want to return the power back to the people. If people are supposed to be governing, which is not happening at this uh, present time. So that's what I intend to do. I just intend to be the figurehead, but the people will govern. That's awesome. I just I really have a lot of faith in you. And like I said on Twitter that one day, I said, hey, I was Team Gibson before being Team Gibson was even cool. You know, so we've loved you for a long time and supported you. And uh, we just are uh, super excited for New York uh, to think that you might actually be able to be the governor there. And I'm just really happy for the people in New York that they can – maybe fix some of the damage that these Democrats had done to this wonderful state that gave us our magnificent president. And for that, we will always be grateful. But going back to the corona, there's two things I wanted to cover before I brought Joseph back in. One was, uh, like I said, I thought this was a hoax. Uh, I thought this was a – and apparently it is a real virus. I I really think that it was a bioweapon that was released with the deep state in conjunction with China. And uh, in my videos, if you watch my China videos, you'll see where uh, the deep state is very connected and owned by China. So that's not even far-fetched at all. That's probably what happened. And I I believe they would do anything they could to stop this election. And I I think this is one of their schemes. Uh, But so I'm seeing it come – so I guess maybe it it may not – obviously it's not a hoax. It obviously is a real one with real people dying. You know, over 300 something people in New York alone. So, I was horrified, literally horrified, when I was reading about these people that are dead in New York, and there's not even they're starting to run out of morgue space, and they're expecting a lot more people. From what I read, they're expecting a lot more people to die in the next week or two. So it's it's pretty scary. Yeah, so, yeah like, and, and that's probably that's probably a true statement. And uh, you know, the, all the testing haven't been done, so we don't know who has it really, because we haven't really tested. People haven't had it and haven't been tested and recovered from. We don't know about it because of the testing situation that has gone on uh, for the last couple of weeks. You know, it's, it's going to be hard to really catch up, and it's going to be hard to pin down who had how many people ever had. So we have estimated, uh, educated guess, and that's a that is about it. Uh, that's about far as it's going to go, but, yeah, it's definitely a virus, and it definitely, I believe, came from China. And I do believe that uh, President Trump is such a strong leader for America first that when he went about uh, that uh, China deal, 
and start flipping that around, it really upset the communists. You can't trust communists at all. So I also believe myself, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe that was a biological weapon that they was creating. But what I don't think that they intend for it to go over the whole world, I really think was meant for the USA, but it got out of hand, and that is for every, it's in every place. So China needs to be held accountable at the Hague. The world court needs to uh, bring China up, you know, to the Hague. They have got to be held accountable for this. And I was just, you know, last couple of weeks, the media, well, you can't say it's racist. If you say, why Kung Han or China virus, which is the ignorance thing that I ever heard, in an emergency time, we should be dwelling on maybe we can get a cure or how we can stop it, get a vaccine for it. And we dwell on, is it racist? I'm just looking at the uh, press conference where it's racist. Didn't you think it's racist? Wasting all that time, it's, it's, it's pathetic that the state of America is in today. I don't know what doesn't happen throughout the years, but it's upside down, and I really don't appreciate it. You know, it is what it is. It came from China. It came from China. It's not, not a racist statement and nothing else. So they've been beating President Trump down for that, and he's been doing a great job trying to get this thing under control. We can't do it by himself. He needs help from both parties. And the Democrat Party, as far as I can see, are dragging their feet. The Republican Party are caving in on things that shouldn't be caved in on either. So it just... It's bad on both sides, but it's worse on the Democrat side. As governor, what would you have done different with this pandemic? Well, like I was saying, uh, from the beginning, what I would have done from uh, day one, I would have shut the subway system down. I would have closed the school system, and I think that would have stopped the spread of rapidly like it, it spread it and uh, started the testing. So we didn't do that because uh, the political environment we in, we're too busy blaming this person or blaming that person in order to uh, not doing nothing. So in other words, just volleyball, back and forth, back and forth, which is pathetic and ignorant. But at day one, like I tweeted, if you go back on my page, you'll see from day one I said shut the school down, shut the soil away, so now I Contingently say at that, but you know, by me not be, being in that position at the present moment, so things have gotten out of hand. So I'm not saying this after second guessing or after the fact. I said it from the beginning, so that's what happened. Yeah. Actually, you have so we, because we, I stalk we, you on Twitter. <laughs> I stalk every post you have in case you haven't noticed. I love your tweets. Um, and you can find like Derek it. on Twitter at at Gibson. And then the number four NYS. So that's Gibson, the number four NYS on Twitter. And I'm also on Twitter at Hurricane Ann, and that's H E R A C A N E, like a cane, and then Ann with the E, Hurricane Ann. So um, I, I know Joseph's probably foaming at the mouth to get on. He hates to be uh, leashed when I put him on leash, but I was having a little trouble hearing, so I was keeping him <laughs> off for just a minute. But, uh, you know, he's my partner in crime, and this is the first time he's actually been on Resistance Radio, but I'm going to bring him on, I mean, on Wolfpack Radio. But one more question before I do. Okay, great. Um, so this uh, incubators that your governor, who I'm not very fond of, I can't wait for you. As you know, I've been texting you. I can't wait for you to replace this guy, yeah. okay? And so uh, I'm, I just can't wait for that. And so uh, he's screaming, I need these incubators. I need these incubators. Well, no, ventilators. Trump ventilators. goes on a ventilators, ventilators right. My bad. Ventilators. And so then he goes on – Trump's on a live press conference, and he says, hey, this guy got off – here's the paper right here. You know, He has the paper in his hand where he declined ventilators, and I think it was in uh, 2017, maybe two years ago. 2016, yeah. Yeah, 2016, 2016, I believe. And then this morning the president tweets that they found a whole lot of ventilators in storage in New York. What is up with that? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and you know that that's 
it reminded me a little bit about the Puerto Rican deal when they had all the equipment in the White House, yes. you know, also. So uh, I don't know. I don't trust the leadership of New York at all. Anything they, uh, these people try to do to make President Trump look bad, they'll do it. It, it regards to people like you just a commodity, just a number that's gone. So I really don't have any trust in the leadership there. I heard them speak. I heard them talk. I've seen the way they've been governing, and it's just pathetic. So I, I, that's no surprise to me. But what I have be, in store for the state of New York, uh, it's going to be great. Would it be too much of a stretch to say that your governor, governor just got caught majorly lying to the people? Because he's screaming he has well, to have 30,000 ventilators, and he has all these thousands of ventilators in a storage, and he's not disclosing this. I have a problem well, with that. I, I, well, what what I can say is that, you know, we need those masks. So I found uh, 50, 50 million masks, and I sent them the email because he put two numbers out there. I sent them the email, $2 masks. Hadn't responded back in, in days on days on days. I seen them on TV said, we need the masks. We need this. You know, we need the PPE or whatever. And I have access to all of that. But do you think I received an email back? This has been, what, five days? No one emailed me back yet. But constantly on TV saying we need this and that, I can get it. I know where to get it from, but no response. So what's going on? Is it population control? What's really happening in America? I'm not too afraid to say it. So I think it's population control to get rid of our most vulnerable, uh, sick people. I believe that in my heart. I really believe that. It's a lot going on. Well, and yeah. I just don't trust. I don't well, we had that Georgia Guidestone that's already said they wanted population control, and we covered the Denver airport with population control. We've always done that. It's been their agenda. Mm-hmm. And, and even Oprah had said all the old people – well, I think she specifically said, oh, white people need to die, but a lot of the people do think that older people need to die, and that's really horrible. Okay, but before we carry on, yeah, I have sure. to go ahead but, and but, bring, but bring on. that, you know, I don't, I don't expect anything different because, you know, we celebrated infanticide, abortion up to nine months. We lit the World Trade Center up. We lit the state capital up. So none of this surprises me. Yeah, population control. We're doing it every which way we can do it. Since the virus is out there, I don't know. Like you said, deep state, it's a lot going on between. It, it's just a whole lot going on, man. So I'm not going to bore anybody with that. But think critical. It's man you're thinking, and, uh, hey, you'll see. I, I know I keep saying I'm going to bring Joseph on after one more question. I'm a liar. One more. I just – I am a conspiracy <laughs> theorist, as you know. I'm, like, one of the best conspiracy theorists. I, I'm on it. You know, I love it. I always – I think I was born that way, but I'm a little bit uh, – I'm really curious about those medical ships. Uh, you have some history with the military, and I'm just wondering – What's your take on these medical ships, the Mercy and the Comfort? Are they really medical ships, or are they look like medical ships in their gels? What no, no, they are. They are. No, I, I've heard that gels too, but no, it's not. I don't think nowhere near to jail. But a lot of people do need to go to jail. But <laughs> the deep state. But no, those are medical. So you know, like we at war, those are the hospital ships. You know that come. But what they are doing is putting. Uh, if you're in the hospital without coronas, all the other kind of stuff, then you can go to the ship and get seen. That'll be the free stuff up for the uh, the coronas patients. That's really the sense. So I'm not going to go that far with that. I really don't believe that at all. I was kind of hoping they were female gels because if they were female gels, that meant that he was going to use a Democratic playbook and never waste a good crisis and maybe round up these deep states while everybody's locked in. If it was a medical ship, that's our worst nightmare because that means that they were anticipating 
a bad pandemic, a bad pandemic to do that. And so I was really hoping that it was a FEMA one just because of that reason. But I'm going to go ahead before Joseph well, actually, just has I, a not, heart attack. I wouldn't attack go that far, actually in. not, because, you know, the, the military ships always are there. They don't stand, and you see how long it's taking them to get there. So they weren't already well, I'm set, ready to go in place. It wasn't like that. So I wouldn't go that uh, far with that either. Well, and, but he, they're not in New York yet, are they? They're just launching, fixing the launch. No, no, the, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's taking, it's taking a couple of weeks for them to get where they need to go. But if this was a plan, already planned out, they would have already been ready. Because I was wondering ready, about that so, because you know. I, I'm always watching China because I'm obsessed with China's evil deeds. And I've really done a good job on – if y'all get a chance to go to Wolfpack Radio and uh, it's PAQ, uh, Wolfpack with a PAQ uh, on, on my YouTube channel. I have a China video. It's probably the best work I've ever done. It's China, the real Game of Thrones, and I just totally exposed their entire blue book, playbook. But uh, I was watching videos this week on the uh, South China Sea, and I saw one of the medical ships there in the South China Sea. And I was like, wait, how are they there if they're supposed to be in America? So I, I wasn't real sure about that, so that's why I wanted to clear that up. But let me uh, – he's texting me, so he's filming at the mouth, so I'm going to bring him in real quick. Just one second. Oh, uh, look. <laughs> hey there, what an entrance. <laughs> so anyway, I was listening, and I got to say, you know, we, we said this on Making News Nation as well, that, you know, this was very planned out. And the deep state, they're not going to go down without a fight. I mean, this is their fight to the death right now with what's going on with this pandemic. And I think this was around, I have to agree with Derek, this was around back in December, because I caught it in January. I know I did. There was a few of us that caught it. And and everything. So I believe, you know, I believe that uh, this is real. This was bio-made and everything. And also I feel that this, there's a white ops operation going on in between, because I've been hearing chitter-chatter that, you know, there has been some arrests made. They've been arresting people, you know, right and left. So uh, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's what's being said on the other side. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that? Hello? You speaking with me? You, you speaking with me? Yeah, either one. Me? Yeah, either one. Either one. Well, I, I uh, you know, arrests need to be made. Uh, at this time, and even though it's a pandemic going on, I agree with that because there's a lot of uh, underhanded and dirty stuff that done went on. But uh, I mm-hmm. really don't think it's that much. I looked at the uh, Moroto, the uh, Venezuelan president, got indicted and all that, and some old co conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I was looking for some U.S. Uh, people to get, uh, you know, to get mm-hmm. uh, detained. Well, I haven't seen that as of right. yet. I heard the rumors, but I haven't I haven't seen the answer yet. Right. Now, now, just recently they arrested about, I think it was 300 cartels. Not too long ago, the guy arrested here in the United States. 600 cartels. And then some yeah. MS-13 gang, gang members got arrested up in New York. Yeah, well, you know that's you know. been going on anyway. I want, I want, I want to see something that happened to these people, the deep state that sat President Trump. Or that's what I want to mm-hmm. see because our faith right. in the law enforcement is upside down. Now, until we see something of that, you know, maybe Comey and uh, uh, the other mm-hmm. guys that's all over the uh, 
fake news network all the time, spearing uh, mm-hmm. hatred towards president. So I want to see those guys go down there, and I start believing, and, and mind you, I'm law enforcement myself, I start believing back in this system again. But at this point, me and several more people uh, just don't believe in it. We don't have the faith in it anymore. You know, I know plenty of people in law enforcement, I'm talking to a young lady yesterday, uh, Secret Service, and uh, same thing with her. We have the same thoughts and everything. So, and even though law enforcement, law enforcement don't believe in it because a lot of stuff has been turned upside down and it makes it bad for mm-hmm. everyone. Until mm-hmm. we start seeing those arrests, people are not going to believe in it again. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, that's the other thing that's really disturbing is seeing that a fake media blowing this out of proportion with this pandemic and everything, making it worse than what it is. You know, I don't believe the numbers are accurate. They're not really telling us the whole thing. I, I don't think they really are. You know, would you agree on well, that? One thing that I wanted to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ann. Go ahead. Um, well, it's a little bit off topic, but y'all were talking about arrest, and, and I'm pretty, pretty obsessed with these deep state arrests, but I don't want to get too much off topic with Derek. I was curious mm-hmm. about um, – Derek and I had talked earlier about uh, the jails and about these prisoners being released, and he uh, mm-hmm. was telling me what was going on there and, and his feelings on it, so I'd like to get a little bit more from Derek about that. Can you repeat that? Yeah, I was saying when we were talking earlier about um, the prisoners being released because of the virus, inmates. Yeah, you want me? You you like me to speak on that? Yes. Uh, If I was governor at this moment, I would release a whole lot of uh, so-called inmates. There are people that are locked up for uh, habitual violators for driving, uh, DUI for tickets. They haven't paid. It's a lot of petty stuff, and I would release every single one of them with a ticket to come back to court. Now, after that, they didn't come back. After we cleared the saw, we'll hunt them now. But no violent people would be able to get out at this point. But those other people that the uh, justice system have stacked up in these jails that rightfully shouldn't be there for probation violation and all that, these people should be released because they are sitting up. To say that, I'm in uh, DeKalb County, Georgia, as we speak, and uh, I spoke with some uh, officials at the jail system, and two people passed away from the coronavirus down there on yesterday, and I'm not going to say the other point. Andy, you know what I'm talking about, but it's three and all, but I'm not going to put that out there on the air because it's unofficial at the moment, even though it has happened. So it's not a good thing to have those people sitting up in those little cells and they said, well, how did the virus get in there? Wait a minute. Uh, I think some of the uh, uh, correction officers may have brought in. You may have. I think it came through the vent system. I do really think this thing is in the air. It's more to it than it's mm-hmm. getting from another person. I think it's in the air. It's no way on this earth that this thing spread that rapidly without being in the air all over the world. I mean, that's just common sense. So exactly. There's no need for people I'm to be afraid. These are low-level people. Yeah, these are low-level people. They need to be released. They are not a harm or a danger to our community. They're caught driving without license, driving without insurance, mm-hmm. and they are in jail. So they don't need to really be in that. They need to turn the governor. It would be mandatory to release those people. But the most violent people, they couldn't. They have to deal with it. They wouldn't be released. Whenever they said, you know, they first of all we couldn't go into the nursing homes, so that that was I was okay with that. But then whenever they said, you know, that they were letting out these 
inmates, my first thought was, oh, my God, this must be terribly infectious and extremely airborne and extremely contagious. Why would all these governors be letting out these prisoners? Then I thought, well, you know, it's probably some conspiracy or something. But then Texas started doing it, and I trust our governor. We have an awesome governor, Greg Abbott. And then I heard that he was actually doing it, and that really alarmed me, and I actually started getting afraid of the uh, virus because I'm like, wow, if they're letting out these inmates, that's that's a huge red flag to me that this – we may uh, be in some serious trouble. I really haven't thought this – I really haven't thought until today probably that this was a serious threat. It is. And so mm-hmm. I just – It wow. is. We've been saying for months about this that – you know, we all know it's bio-made in China, and like Derek was saying earlier, look how fast it spread around the world. And they did get out of hand because they did it for population control for those Korean protesters. You notice you never heard a peep out of them anymore after this. Correct. It, then they go silent. You know? They just went silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you and know, I mean... Yeah, but back to the uh, uh, letting these inmates out, you know, people shouldn't be afraid. These are just simple mm-hmm. people that have committed low-level uh, offenses that the state say is an offense. That's all. So I don't agree with mm-hmm. you holding nobody in jail. I've been locked up myself for all kind of little minor crazy. I ain't even locked up protecting <laughs> my children from their mother. Yeah, they locked me up. I'm protecting my children from uh, their mother. So uh, they, I, they I, I've been locked up. Man, I got locked up for that. Yeah. So it's foolishness that they're locking people up for. So yeah. like I said, I've been on I both sides. Uh, I've been on both sides, I but I'm not plan to yeah. correct that. I got locked up for beating up my ex-girlfriend's boyfriend when I caught him, so. <laughs> yeah, they locked yeah, me up for yeah. six months, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, so, you know, I don't care nothing about that. I don't care nothing about all that. That's just nonsense. Everybody done did So Maybe the people that haven't been locked up, they just haven't right. been caught. But there is no perfect person on this earth. Right. I did have a traffic go ticket ahead. once that I got I got false arrested for <laughs> because they said I did. They had to let me out, but that's it. That's mm-hmm. it for me. <laughs> and, but not know, me. I was, really, I was, I was, these these jails really don't out like that because a lot of these jail cells they don't have the enclosures like like your homes do because most of the cells have open windows. Permanently open windows, exactly. you know, that's, that's the reason why. Exactly. It just makes sense. People are thinking about that, but it makes sense to release those people. Yep. Yeah. So don't have nobody sitting yeah. in and they can't get help. You know, they, they, too many inmates yeah. and not enough nurses, you know, in the, in the place or a doctor or whatever. Let those people out. Let them get into society. Let them out, and they'll stand a better chance. And give, look, give them a ticket, and, hey, you got to come back when we call or whatever, blah, blah, this or blah, blah, that. You know, come back. It just make sense. Mm-hmm. you got to use common sense in times like this. We don't want people to stack 5000 in a jail for a little mm-hmm. petty stuff. Man, come on. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. It don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're right. down here in New Mexico as well, you know. I, I have another question uh, for you, Derek. Um if uh, okay, so I don't want to sound like a country bumpkin, but I am a country bumpkin. I live in the country. I don't like cities. I've never been to New York State ever. Right? I haven't been to too many big cities, except maybe just flying in and out of them. I don't like them. And so, uh, 
you know, I, I always had this horror of something happening like this. And, like, if I would be in a city, this would, to me, be a nightmare because it would just be – I'm a prepper. You know I'm in militia. I'm pretty prepared for this. I can never imagine any kind of survival. It, I mean, I watch zombie movies, and you know, I love zombie movies. So, you know, everyone in the city, they always die. They, they turn into zombies. You know, that's how it works. And so I'm like <laughs> – you know, listening to different people talking, and they they were talking about these food shortages way before it ever hit us in these rural areas. We were starting stuff on our shelves, and uh, and so I was wondering, like, uh, like one, how how were they doing the food there in New York? Because I know here it's really difficult. With it being so crowded too, I mean, I can't even imagine. It's getting kind of difficult here. If you go to our main grocery store, which is H E B, you have to stand outside in line. And spaced out, and then they only about ten per person uh, at a time inside the, the building shopping. So you're out there for hours, and this is happening in rural America. I can't even imagine what is going on in New York or Atlanta. So what's going on with y'all's groceries? Well, they, they are groceries. They might not be the kind that you used to buy every single day, but they have a variety of groceries that you might. They might be short on little chicken or uh, something, uh, uh, ground beef, something, but they have a, a supply, and they stock up nightly. It's really not a uh, uh, short supply of groceries there. You just can't get it at the moment that you want to get the allowance seven to be in the store at a time, you know, and keep your distance, whatever you do. But the groceries, it's not a shortage just yet of groceries. I don't think it'll be one no time soon. But uh, in case you do, I heard you say you was a country bunker. You know, I was, I'm a New Yorker by birth, and I was raised uh, in the country in the South. Thank God for that. And we have survival skills, which I've taught my children also. You know, I can hunt, I can grow food, I can live off the woods, whatever. It, it don't matter. So, uh, but I don't think it's not at this point we're going to have a famine or nothing like that. I, it's plenty of food. People stop rushing and do this and I take their time. I let everybody, you know, take a rotation and it'll be just fine. Are the shelves pretty low there? Is it hard to find stuff? No. The only things that are low on the shelf is uh, paper tie and toilet tissue. Those are the things that are low. Other stuff are there. There are plenty of uh, uh, canned goods, dry foods. It's just this toilet tissue that I don't get at the uh, paper tie. I'm just not getting it. I don't know what's, what's behind that. But other than that, there are groceries to get, and there are plenty of food. You may not like some of it. You, I don't eat this kind. Of, I'm not used to this, but, hey, it's food. <laughs> it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I learned there. how to get fry. I live off of it. Right, I uh, got some potatoes, and most of the time I just waste, you know, because I don't cook them. And I finally got some potatoes, so I had to cook these meals with potatoes. So I thought, well, I'm going to fry some French fries. Well, I never fry food. I never fry food. And so it took me three days in a row of making French fries to finally figure it out. And I finally learned how to make the French fries. Uh, frying is not easy, as people think. I made a big, giant pot of beans, which I never do, but I wanted to make a, I made – it was actually a gallon of dried beans, and that was a nightmare – but I made up all kinds of beans to take to people I'm with bacon and all kinds of stuff down. in what it. What time done? Sound good to me. Oh, I, they were good. Oh, my God, they were so good. They had a little jalapeno in it, some tomatoes. They were, I make good beans, but uh, everyone in the South makes good beans, you know. But uh, I tried to yeah. make up some stuff for the neighbors and made up like a, a packs of uh, pancake mix and, and things like that. But I, I noticed that we, we were having a lot of trouble getting bread here and uh, – I was lucky and got my meat pack from my butcher. Um, I called my meat market, which is a little small town, and they probably don't get 45 orders a month. And I called, and the lady said, well, we have had 45 orders ahead of you. And I was like, let me talk to Emily now. This is Ann. And she's like, okay, this is Emily. Hi, Ann. And I was like, hey. And I was like, I need my meat pack. And she's like, 
I'm just going to try to put you up front about those other people. I'm going to try to take care of my regulars. And I was like, I really appreciate yeah. that. And she did get my meat pack. But the shelves are bare. I mean, to, here in Texas, when I went to go look at the meat, it was not real great, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't – I'm going to put Joseph on real quick. I've got him on mute, so I, I can't really hear when he's uh, on there. But I'm going to bring him in and ask him about the food there. And then I have some other stuff about the subway I want to talk to you about after this. Joseph, are you hey, on? There. <laughs> yeah, You're out of time out. Yeah, we're, we're out, of, <laughs> I'm out of time out. <laughs> we had the same problem in the beginning. All the shelves were wiped out. Toilet paper was gone. But I, I was smart enough. I prepared. We knew this was coming, so we, I prepared two months in advance and everything. And I went the other day to Walmart, and they were actually pretty well stocked. They were starting to keep the stocks up. And everything, I was impressed. And they're allowing the older seniors in there first, and and everything to go in and do the shopping, and then they allow the regulars to come in. But they do, they are keeping up, and we do have restaurants here as well that are shut down, pretty much. Actually, it's almost like a ghost town up here. <laughs> so you know, but but other than that, it's. You know, I, I'm just seeing it here in a small town in Albuquerque, the big city, the uh, Albertsons and Smiths are getting wiped out all the time from what I'm hearing and seeing. So it's getting hard to get cut, cut up, keep up with. Are you there? Yeah, we're just listening. Nobody's cutting <laughs> Wow, that was good. That's the first. But anyway, uh, every time if Joseph cuts yeah, in, I always yeah. text him, "Quit cutting in, quit cutting in." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not used to this. <laughs> but anyway, that's what it's like here in New Mexico. And we are on lockdown. We got orders last week and everything. So it's been, you know, it's been on the, uh, it's been interesting, the <laughs> and everything. But we cut you folks. It's not affecting us out here. But we have seen city folks come in. And hitting the big stores and wiping things out, and that that was stopped and everything. So they're actually now they're limiting every everything now. So and stuff, which is good. Right, um, Derek. Another thing I had I was curious about was uh, the National Guard. Uh, Red has been uh, called to New York, correct? That is correct. Are they activated? I, mean, I haven't. I haven't even been out of the house. I, I've, I've enjoyed this pandemic uh, quarantine very much, and I'm a homebody. But uh, I know we have in Texas. No, I, no one's reported seeing anything. I live by a military base, so even if we did, it wouldn't be that uncommon because I live right by Fort Hood. But I mean, are they just going to be rolling it down the streets? I mean, are people uh, are they allowed to? Are they using the subways? Are the subways shut down? I mean, what is going on with this? In, in, in the city, how's it running? Like with the subways and the and the National Guard, and you know what's going on with all that stuff. Subways are still up and gone. It's still running, and the National Guard, rightfully so, was activated because they are more prepared than any of even the army, even the military itself, are more prepared to handle a, a large situation like this than uh, individual uh, civilians. So. That was the right call to uh, call them in, you know, to do the makeshift hospitals, to do a lot. Transportation logistics is good with the military. They are they experts at all that. So they, it, it, that's well needed. And people, be, people are, well, you know, it's going to be martial arts, not martial arts, none of that, you know. Don't be afraid of the military. The military is mean. The 
military is you, your uncle, your sister, your brother. We are not going to bring harm to our people. So I don't know why people are so afraid of that. They are only here for logistics. And to, yeah, logistics, make sure how so they are good officers in the military. They used to uh, are seeing large quantities of people, all kind of injuries and everything. So they, that's good. That's a good thing that the military is here. And we are using the military at this time. So don't be paranoid about the military. The military is here to protect you, to help you make it through. I, under, I understand that. And that's exactly how I feel about it now. That is not how I felt about it when Barack Obama was president. I was terrified as a military because he was getting rid of all of our constitutional uh, generals and replacing them with people who would do whatever the hell he wanted to do. And I felt like the they weren't didn't have the some of those people did not have the interest of the people as their best interest, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't trust. Uh, I was real leery of the government during Barack Obama. I mean, the military during Barack Obama. And I love our military. I support our military. But he was so sketchy and so shady. We all know that he infiltrated America and was trying to destroy America. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. he be paranoid, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it was legit. It was a legit reason to be paranoid. But with Trump in office, yep. I totally trust our military. And <clears throat> thank you for sharing that video that I made, Eric. I noticed you where, where the uh, corona, prepping for the coronavirus, in which I talked about the only way that he would be able to contain this would be with martial law, a form of martial law to isolate us, to uh, – put us in quarantine, and I, t- I talked about that in this video that I put out in January, that that was the only way possible that I could see to stop the spread of this virus, and so I pretty much nailed that one on dead out. And also, mm. I tell people they needed to get stocked up on these basic groceries, in which I had gave them a whole list of stuff, and uh, and it, it did help a lot of people, especially my friends in uh, New Zealand, uh, not New Zealand, but Australia, who went out and got theirs. They got I had a few people in Australia say it was very helpful, but <clears throat> I appreciate you sharing that on Twitter for me, Derek. That was really nice of you. But uh, yeah, yeah I just don't know what are they doing with the subways. Well, like I said, the subways are open, but uh, in New York, uh, they really want to see some ID, security, police, you know, doctors or whatever. They really want to see that they they cutting down on it, but it's still open so the people can. Uh, be transported, but uh, I would shut it down completely as governor, and uh, we have enough transportation to transport our medical officials, or they have their own because they don't, then we can transport them ourselves. We had the state police, the city police to pick them up. I just really, at this point, don't think it's a good idea for the rail system to be up and running, because that's a a good way to have stuff spread it out. So, uh, from my point of view, I would have shut it down, and it still would be shut down. I mean, well, you know, the economy, this and that, okay, but it's a life. Let's go on, let's save lives. Let's shut it down. The mm-hmm. economy will pick back mm-hmm. up. That is that stuff that will come back. So we have to use basic common sense mm-hmm. and say, oh, I would use my state police, I would use the military, National Guard, and I would use uh, city police to escort the essential workers back and forth to where need to go. Martial law, I don't think we need. I think most of the people have common sense. They know this, they in and not do this. There's a few young people do this, that, and other. They'll eventually catch on also, but I don't think martial law is necessary at all. They put a state in a shelter in place order right here in Atlanta, Georgia on today, uh, which the governor disagree with. It's not entire Georgia, so it's the Atlanta area. Uh, he don't disagree with the mayor. He'll probably override it, but 
Uh, I really don't think it's necessary either to shelter in place. I think it's more voluntary and people have comments. So just stay in the group mm-hmm. that you've been in. Do not expand your group. Do not go around in one of them. Mm-hmm. My sister got, uh, had coronavirus. She worked for FEMA. One of her coworkers passed away uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, worked together out in South Dakota. And uh, she mm-hmm. had it bad, and she recovered on yesterday or day before yesterday. She feels good, but she's in quarantine uh, for 14 days, and her husband don't have it. So everybody's not getting it. It's not, mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess everybody's immune system is different. So. And I, I was also around I'm leaning toward myself, me and my child, and we don't have it either. So, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm so sorry to hear that that happened, uh, and I'm really sorry to, to hear that. I'm glad that she's doing better, and I'm sorry to hear that her friend died. That's horrible. I so far have not yeah, met anyone who, did. No, not anyone who really had corona. Diabetic. Yeah, she was a diabetic. Yeah, and, uh, I, she got corona. She passed away. Oh my gosh. I'm wow. Like this, so I think this virus has already spread because in. December and in January, I was down with the worst cold. I could I didn't get out of bed for three weeks. I bet I took ten packs of ten boxes of therapy. I bet and I, I guarantee I you had it. And I gave it to my husband. My say, husband had to go get known. an inhaler. That's why we never, yeah. mm-hmm. that's why we'll mm-hmm. never have a true camp because people done had it and recovered from it. I said the same thing when I went to uh D C and somebody had it there. I had the running nose, sore throat, I had all of that. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I believe that a lot of people done had it and would never know who done had it because, you know, it was, mm-hmm. we behind it. We got behind the thing. So ain't no telling a friend of mine, probably right. everybody done had it. It's just some get it, it's, it's bad. Some get it and it deal with like a common cold or whatever and it's gone. So you know, it is what it is. That's why I say it's in the hair. Yeah. I'm yeah. reading that type A plus, uh, A positive blood people are more prone to get corona than people with other blood types. I'm A B positive. My I husband's A positive. And my husband caught that real bad code from me. I have a pretty good immune system, but ever since I heard about the corona from day one, I started taking uh double vitamin D. I I'm on uh yeah. I can't even tell you how many medicines I'm taking right now. I'm the I'm on that uh uh, I don't know what you call it, um, airborne that has all the vitamin C in it and multivitamins. And, I mean, I, be, I have a whole cup full of vitamins that I take every single day. And I've been making just tons of soups with vegetables, trying to get everybody's immune. I've got everybody in the house on <laughs> vitamins, trying to boost that we might be more prone to because of our blood type. You know, right, and that makes yeah. me a little concerned. That's, that's what he's saying. I now, have a friend called me out of New York. Yesterday, and one of the coworkers uh, got the coronavirus. She works on the shelf, but she's security that. But uh, she was telling me about the ibuprofen, which that's been uh, reviewed. That's not good. That's not new. So she was somebody told about, well, if you take an ibuprofen, that's not true. So they refuted all actually, that nonsense. But actually, Derek, I got uh, my husband is a manager for a transformer plant, and one of the guys that he worked with for two days, real closely, they were doing a transformer. Then the guy they worked. Tuesday and Wednesday real closely together, and Thursday the guy came to work, and he had extremely high fever. They sent him home. Uh, I actually got a glimpse of this paperwork, which I hope to God no one from my husband's job is listening to this show. <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble, but the paperwork, <laughs> they, thought he might, they thought he might have had the, corona flu, the coronavirus. So the other five papers that they sent him were influenza, and so they, they were saying they thought he had 
corona, but then the papers they sent him were for influenza, and it did specifically say not to take ibuprofen in those papers. But they said in the papers, we don't – you have all the symptoms of influenza, but because you were around someone from New York, this is causing us concern. And so <clears throat> they didn't test him. They just sent him home for home quarantine. Well, uh, after that day, he didn't have fever again, but he still can't come back to work for two weeks, as uh, the papers said April 2nd. Meanwhile, my husband's been rolling around. He goes to work. He gets the groceries. He's just picking up a hamburger. But the minute he drives up in the house to the house, I make him put on gloves and a mask, and he's quarantined. And I moved out of the bedroom and went into my office, and we moved all the animals. Uh, we have a lot of animals. They all stick with Daddy. They love their Daddy. <laughs> so all the cats got thrown out of the room because I heard animals could catch it. And he's on a, a when he's in the house, he's like in a quarantine here. I mean, he has to put his plate separate. We maintain our distance. We open the door and just set his food down. And if he leaves the house, uh, he's, if he leaves his room, he has to put on a mask and gloves and go straight to the house and go outside. And I'm Lysol in every door and Germex and everything and bleach it all before <laughs> and things. Because, oh, I have a little girl, and I have a grandchild, and I take care of my mother. So I can't afford to get sick mm-hmm. and get it. You know, it's I can't afford to get someone else yeah, sick. You know, right. and I don't want my child to get sick. Right. So I just don't want to. Right. Take all the precautions. You know? You're doing good. And I kind of look psycho because you know I was the only one for the last. Even though I thought it was a hoax, I didn't want to. I, I might. I knew I might be wrong, and I didn't want to take that chance. And so I started. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately started. Uh, well, y'all saw my video was out way early. You know, for, to help people prepare. Mm-hmm. And so I started ordering masks and gloves and Lysol. And all that stuff beforehand, even the little biohazard suits, I got five of those, and the little cat things that go over your mask and over your hair. I mean, I got everything but the socks and, you know, the feet stuff. <laughs> but just in case, I didn't know how bad it was going to be. And I, so I set up a our laundry room and stuff is outside. Uh, we have a separate building for that. And so I had it set up where there's a station there so that they, the guys could come in from work, take off their clothes, sanitize themselves, put their clothes in the washer, and glove up and mask up just in case it got really bad. And I did the same thing in the house right by the mm-hmm. door, you know, where I have all this mask and the gloves and the Lysol and the mm-hmm. wipes and the Germex. Well, we couldn't find Germex. I didn't buy Germex. I had to make that out of alcohol and olive vera. So I went the first bottle with my top shelf vodka. I was like, oh, hell no. So I went to the liquor store and <laughs> vodka. I'm like, no, 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 I can't mm-hmm. use my good stuff for uh, hand sanitizer. Not happening. And some people said that's not even good enough, but it, I think it's good well, enough. I used, used a little bit of moonshine there, and that would have cleared everything out. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna help so you pull out of this show. I got, I, I got some pen, I got some pending coming up, so I'm gonna have to pull out of the show here. And uh, but I want to say to the New York State citizens all over America that uh, I'm with you. America is with you, and uh, we'll get through this together. I think everybody should look to God. Uh, I think the reset is in place. We need to look to God for this or that and pray, you know, and uh, yeah. I think we'll be just fine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm Derek Gibson. I'm running for New York State governor, and I'm glad to be with you all tonight. And y'all listen to the CDC and use common sense. Stay in place like uh, they ask you to do, and I think we'll get over this. Yep. Thank you so and much for calling in here. It was good hearing you again, brother. And you can come on Mega News Nation. We'll talk. So, sure, no problem. Thank you, Andy. And thank you again so much for uh, calling in, uh, Derek. I want to talk to that little girl next time, so you make sure Diamond calls me. We love her. Sure. So, sure. I have her to give you a call tomorrow. 
And I was just wondering, can, uh, since we're like friends with you before you get famous, can we call you the governor? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I did call you governor for a while now.
I used to think people are rude, you know, up there, but go to San Francisco. They're they're rude down here. <laughs> you know. One of the uh, things that Right. One of the things that uh, I was reading about also is the amount of undocumented illegal uh, illegals that are in New York, and they had estimated over a half a million easily, and so that's a real yep. lot of people, and um, I don't know how that's going to affect New York with this virus. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, illegal people aren't they're not documented, so you know, mm-hmm. I don't. I believe they, we were talking uh, about harder that to track down. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to agree with you on that because with the, we have issues here with the immigrants in New Mexico, the same thing that New York's going through. And you know, and we we're like, you know, they're the ones that's bringing this stuff in too from the border and everything. Our governor here is. Complaining, crying, and everything else. Well, we got to do something with the immigrants. Well, you know, what about us? What about the New Mexicans? You know, yeah. The article I was looking at was talking about because they're undocumented, that most of them obviously do not have health care. And so mm-hmm. that that could be a real problem if they're extremely vulnerable, is my point on getting it. I mm-hmm. wasn't coming out to slam on the illegal immigrants, I'm talking about the fact that they don't have insurance and that they're extremely vulnerable because they mm-hmm. don't have the health care to maybe get the health. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to talk to Derek, but I was going to ask him about the uh, medication, which I heard they were go- going ahead and letting people who wanted to try that cocktail that uh, Donald mm-hmm. Trump suggested. And that I they was trying to bring that, that up. One of the medications I got when I was well enough to go see my doctor was doxycycline, which is the same thing. But it's worded differently, and it's for malaria and all kinds of infections and everything. That was one of the drugs the doctor gave me on top of some moxicil and some other drugs. And I think I called my doctor up, and we didn't know. We had no idea I had the virus. But looking back, we think we did. I did, you know. And she agreed, and she thinks that doxycycline is what helped kick all that infection out. Right. Now, going back to the uh, workers that I was talking mm-hmm. about, I was going to read you uh, just a little bit of this article from the Guardian. Guardian. So mm-hmm. it says a lot of the workers mm-hmm. who are going to be vulnerable live in Elmhurst, which is a hotbed of what's going on with the virus now. If they need emergency care, they go- they're going to be going to a hospital that's already overwhelmed. And then the mm-hmm. article goes on to talk about um, – uh, that it's real troubling and scary when you have a high rate of undocumented people who have to work. So many of them are food delivery workers, uh, low-wage and contract workers who live in that area. And so they're not going to be able to get the uh, – well, first, they don't have the medicine, the insurance. And then secondly, they're not going to be able to get the help from our stimulus because they're undocumented. So they don't have a Social Security number. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to be able to right. get that help too. So uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're just extremely vulnerable, and I feel like you know that in my opinion that there's – probably going to be a lot of casualties from the undocumented uh, people because of this virus and because of those reasons, you know, which, mm-hmm. I mean, this mm-hmm. article actually said it says, doctors describe scenes in apocalyptic ter- uh, terms that patients are reportedly dying in the emergency room still waiting for bed. Residents line the block mm-hmm. standing inside barricades and in the rain waiting to get tested. And so 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is that's New York they're talking about. You know, in Queens, yeah, they said it yeah. was sieged and that they're begging for more resources. But all I'm hearing the governor really saying is, "Oh, we need more ventilators." You know, and but that's what bugs me about Pimo. He blows it out of proportion and makes it bigger than what it is. He got caught several times. He even got caught today, like you know that what you were saying earlier. And the president called him out on it and, and everything. And it, this actually goes back to Kumo because they had ventilators. They had all the equipment they needed. Why did he deny they're also, it? Right. And they're also saying that the people in Manhattan, I guess, obviously, like I said, I've never been to New York, but obviously have uh, maybe more means mm-hmm. than the people in Queens from the way this article reads. Mm-hmm. And it says it said uh, that Manhattan uh, it said that uh, – Borough hospitals were getting hit harder by the COVID-19 patients because, unlike Manhattan, the patients there would not have the resources to leave when the city shut down. Mm-hmm. And they said that Manhattan wasn't mm-hmm. seeing the same volume as the patients in Brooklyn, Queens, or Upper Manhattan and the Bronx. And I, you know, mm-hmm. they was talking about how they live in tightly packed apartments, uh, renting on a single room, or caring for their elderly relatives. So it just. Uh, mm-hmm. The more I read about it, the more about I was like, wow. The homeless in the street, yeah. And, you know, the main concerns are the homeless and the street people out there as well are more vulnerable and everything. They're not getting the protection. I think they would be needed. safer because they're not in a home and they're mm-hmm. not in a job and they're, they maybe can't afford the uh, subway. I would think, if anything, they might be better in this one particular situation. They may be better off mm-hmm. being on the streets and not being, I, I you know, agree in a, a yeah, big building. Yeah. Right, I, I agree to it. Yeah, and I agree with you. And it's but but my thinking on that because I've experienced with the homeless people through my son, as you know, that, that was homeless for a while. They move around a lot, come in contact with all kinds of people. So yeah, but, face go, it, but not a lot of bad. people are walking up and hugging. Not a lot of people go up and walk yeah. up and hug homeless people. You know. Right, I mean, right, I know that's right. not mean, but that's just true. My sister works with the homeless. That's she true. does volunteer work, yeah, and she uh, works at Feed My Sheep. And so I'm actually around the homeless people a lot. But I mean, I'm not getting out hugging them and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I just I feel bad that's for true. I I we're back to the homeless. Well, here in New Mexico, we opened up. They opened up a bunch of homeless shelters here to help them out. In case they are sick, they get sick and everything. So there is places here in New Mexico for them and, and everything, which is good, and, and, you know, and everything. But, again, with the undocumented, nobody's saying anything about them here and what's going on in New Mexico with that here and everything. But time would tell on that and everything. But I tell you, it's, you know, we predicted this a long time ago, man, you know, and, and right. we were getting high praise on, on the Megan News Nation on this because uh, everybody was saying, you guys did this show long ago. I go, yes, I know. I go, ahead and remind me of that. And we had you to be right, but here we are. You know? Yeah, and another point that I was going to make uh, was that with these homeless people, again, are they going to, are they are they in the system? I mean, did did they or you know, or do they have their social security? They have yeah, a, mail, so, a mailbox or checking account for the yeah. stimulus. How are they going to get help? I mean, they're like well, forgotten people. Well, hang on a second. Well, hang on a second. Go ahead. So my concern is because you know they're transients, 
And so uh, mm-hmm. I have three degrees in mental health, okay? So I understand the homeless mm-hmm. population a lot. And I understand that 95% of homeless people are actually have mental illness. And so they don't have their medications, mm-hmm. and they go into institutions or jails, and they're released. They're back on the street. And like you said, they move around a lot. They're transients. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, how are they going to – they don't have – a lot of them don't have the money well, there, for identification. Uh, they, a lot of them don't have money to be able to cash a check. They don't have checks to cash because they're homeless. And, I did look into that, and there are some that draws EBT food stamps, and like my son, he he he's he's actually doing. You'd be proud of him. He's doing really well now. He's straightened up. But people like him that's got EBT stamps, they're going to get that funds directed into the EBT cards. That's most of them. some that are on Social Security. You got some homeless that like your vets and stuff that do draw Social Security. That's going to be direct deposited into their accounts. But the rest of mine are not how they're going to get to check. They really don't. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is my sister works at Feed My Sheep. She's a volunteer, and they help the mm-hmm. homeless uh, with assistance for for ID, for, you know, showers, for lunches, for their, all, mm-hmm. everything, you know. And what mm-hmm. she sees in there a whole lot are people that don't have any kind of documentation, no birth certificates, no ID, and no way to get no way to get that, you know. So – that, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. If they have, if they're in that situation, and there's a lot of them, then that means it's going to be really difficult for them to probably get their stimulus as well. So yep. I just, I, I feel really why. bad for them. We need to pray for them and the undocumented. Even though people don't like the illegals, we especially need to keep them in our prayers too, because I just feel like they're extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They may not be getting the help that we're getting because we're in, in a better, you know, mm-hmm. situation and situation. more organized. Yeah. Right, and some are, and there's some that's going to be afraid to even go to the hospital because they're going to be afraid they're going to get deported. You know, that's the other other thing, and I feel bad about with these illegals and everything. And you know, I have nothing against the illegals. So you know, my wife was my ex-wife, as you remember, was an immigrant and and everything until she came out here and got her citizenship. And I have an uncle that's 85 years old from Mexico. And my aunt just passed away about a month ago, uh, my aunt Trini, and he he's thinking about going back to Mexico, but because of his age and with this virus going around, we don't know what to do with it. You know, right now you're staying with my mother uh, and stuff, and she's 75 years old, <laughs> you know. So I worry about both. I have two worries i got to worry about right now, and that's both of them. Oh, you're right. You know, even I didn't even think about that when I was saying they didn't have insurance for healthcare. But I didn't even think about it. they might be afraid to go into the hospital for fear of being deported. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at mm-hmm. these people who are sick, that are afraid to do stuff, that are stuck in the house. It's other people who are afraid to leave, just spreading the epidemic mm-hmm. even further. And then the homeless people, mm-hmm. if we have a stay in place, well, they don't have a place. So I'm curious mm-hmm. as to, I really haven't seen any data on what's being done with that situation. Uh, no, that maybe right. Well, like I said, uh, here, here they, we got so many empty buildings here downtown that they're converting those into homeless shelters here. You know, maybe the bigger communities are to do this, that should do the same thing. Well, isn't it a damn shame that most of mm-hmm. these people have waited till this pandemic to, to figure this out, though? You know. Right, right, right. And we just went yeah, to we a said this a while back, man. Mm-hmm. We said this a while back. You know. They're caring now. They're caring, you know, but it's what it took for 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 that to happen. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a terrible situation, and I guess we just really need to pray. Mm-hmm. I really believed with all my heart and soul that this was going to be a deep state roundup and that mm-hmm. during this time of lockdown that they were – but I'm beginning to wonder. I, I, I really think that I underestimated this virus, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing this research to New York was terrifying. Very terrifying. Mm-hmm. It opened up my eyes a lot, especially those inmates really caught my attention because of the airborne issue with it. And uh, mm-hmm. Trump, obviously, you know, I thought he was keeping us in shelter uh, to stay in place so that the deep state couldn't do false flags against us. And we wouldn't be as vulnerable mm-hmm. and he would have less That's part of it. That is part of it. I believe that is part of it because, like I said, we hear things from our show and chitter chatters through our our uh, intels and everything that this is part of that. But two, at the same time, you can't really cause a, a, a panic and everything, and we are going to see some rest. But I also believe, you know, we I said this way back, I believe it was in October. We I, I felt it in my gut, and I, was, I think I told you about that there's not going to be an election come around March or, or April. Everything's going to stop. And even Russell and Virgil was doubting me on that, but now that it's happened, you know, Virgil's like, wow, you, you hit this right on the head. I go, it was just a gut feeling, you know, that this, this – I didn't know how it was going to happen because the deep state, like you said, they're, they weren't going to go down without a fight. And this is what's really what well, we're seeing right now. Well, uh, was ex- I, I wasn't surprised at all that it was a pandemic. If you recall, which I actually just did a show about this about a week or so ago – and we actually mm-hmm. redid a, sh- a show that we had covered in 2016 on Resistance Radio mm-hmm. when we were talking about um, the survey. It was a um, it was called a salvage program for that Benison a strategy mm-hmm. that was sent to Hillary Clinton, where they were talking about mm-hmm. the the true statistics about how bad Donald Trump was beating her like a drum, and that nothing would stop mm-hmm. Trump supporters from going to vote, and on the, some of the scenarios that they had put up that had some mm-hmm. of the more higher ones were – one of them was a pandemic, and uh, they called it a Z- – mm-hmm. at that time it was a Zika apocalypse, and it, <clears throat> they mm-hmm. didn't want – they didn't want to do that because uh, they felt like the women voters were, according to the survey, were more prone to stay at home and not vote if there was a pandemic. Women voters were what Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton was targeting. So they felt like that demographic would hurt her in the election with voting. But with us having mm-hmm. a known candidate who's in, who has Alzheimer's or is insane, Joe Biden, he is totally malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good possibility they may end up doing. I was thinking they may end up doing a pandemic, and so I wasn't actually mm-hmm. that surprised that this was their play because I knew that they mm-hmm. were desperate and they would do anything. I just wonder right. how long they had this planned. I do not believe this is an accident. Definitely, I think all three of us were aboard. This was a Bio weapon. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I discovered about this, which nobody else is reporting, because I do all this research on China. Okay, you know I'm obsessed with China. Mm-hmm. China, I hate China, but uh, <laughs> not the Chinese people, the Chinese government. And uh, mm-hmm. I was watching a video from this guy while the before that we heard about the Corona and the, uh, the Hong Kong protests were going on. Well, he was coming out mm-hmm. saying that he had he was just at a protest. He said that seven cities. Had rose up in China and that were protesting the Chinese government, and that he was in, mm-hmm. one, in one of these towns that they completely locked these towns down, 
and these cities down. And he said that he was literally mm-hmm. standing just a few feet from a guy who uh, one of the military came and beat this guy's head in till he died. And so he said there was all these protesters in the street, and that the Chinese yeah, government had literally just ran over and killed all these people. Well, yeah, it wasn't that. ten minutes after that video. I was trying to share it, and it was scrubbed. It was gone. There was there was no video mm-hmm. there at all to find. Yep. I couldn't find anything. And uh, it wasn't a day or two days later that I heard about this virus for the first time. So my first thought was, okay, mm-hmm. they've set this virus to stop the uh, the cities that are being locked down because they don't care about their people, and they will do anything mm-hmm. to stay in power, and also simultaneously stop the Hong Kong protest. But as yep. it started spreading but around you know, the world, uh, flights coming in, I started thinking, wow, they did that on purpose to spread the virus because they right. don't like then Dr. Derek even said so. They don't like being slapped around by uh, Trump. Well, a lot of people don't realize that they, owned our, that they owned our <clears throat> they owned our Long Beach port. So Trump oh, yeah. in May or June had uh, taken that, Trump, that that away from them and said, no, you can't own the port of Long Beach. This is the second largest container ship in the whole wide world. This is a matter of national security. And I actually have a video on Wolfpack Radio on YouTube, which is PAQ, and you can see I did a Fantastic video about Long Beach and the subterranean. Yeah, I was impressed. City was there and tunnels. It was very good. It was my last work on those two videos. But uh, he took that away from it. At the same time, he was slapping him with tariffs. Well, most people don't even know, mm-hmm. didn't even know about Long Beach or how that would actually uh, hurt the Chinese because China had actually had this port. Clinton, since Bill Clinton, they have a, they have had control mm-hmm. of our Long Beach port, so they have had access to the second biggest container port in the world since Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And so, no telling how many yep. have been infiltrated into our country, uh, and containers and guns and sex trafficking and just everything. And they have that, mm-hmm. he took all that away from them when he took that access away from them. So they are pissed. Now you've got California. Mm-hmm. You've got Diane Feinstein, so it's no surprise whatsoever that you've got Hillary Clinton state, and you also have Diane Feinstein, who's in bed with the China Chinese, and Hillary Clinton, who's in bed with the Chinese, and then both of their states come up with these huge numbers, you know. So, you know, and but, but you know, it's just not that surprising. So I really feel like they did set this off to try to uh, stop the election. Well, you know, what, what I, uh, I don't think they cared to get killed. Oh, yeah, and what surprised me was Nancy Pelosi was there two weeks before that even started, if you remember correctly. There was a photo of her with the president of China there. Her and him together. I don't remember that. Two weeks before this went down. Yeah, two weeks before this went down. But Russell brought this up, too, on the show about a week ago. If you notice, all this happened around Chinese New Year's, when everybody was gathered when they released this. Release this, and guess what happens when everybody leaves? They scatter everywhere around the world. That's how you start a pandemic. Now, I, I believe well, that theory. I a lot that. of people don't understand what China has to gain. They don't understand how much. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. I keep going back to these videos, but you could, listeners really need to go to my YouTube channel. Uh, it will pack radio PAQ on YouTube and watch the China video and explains it all. How much land mm-hmm. and how many buildings and how much property they own in America? And Barack Obama actually mm-hmm. gave them delivered by none other than Hillary Clinton herself the eminent domain papers, and they actually had eminent mm-hmm. domain rights in America. They have a lot to gain. 
for America. So they mm-hmm. have a lot to gain. We still owe them mm-hmm. money. Well, and they have a we lot to gain if we don't pay our debts. Right. And we did a report, if you remember, right around before Lavoie was killed, we did a report that China owns some of the gold mining rights here in the United States. Well, they own uranium. So Hillary gave Russia and China yeah. our uranium. Yeah. Yep, and everything. So we, you know, we just we got into some big, big, deep digging into this, and it's all it's all making sense now. I mean, the whole thing is making sense. You know, right? And I really think the thing is. that upsets me the most is that I know China's intention is eminent domain and taking over not just America but the world. They've proven that with their infrastructure, mm-hmm. with their their uh, mm-hmm. uh, new. Old Silk Road revision all over Europe and mm-hmm. in Africa and everywhere else, and all the infrastructure mm-hmm. that they've bought up all over the well, world. Their maritime, their maritime even, Silk even, Road that they've set that they've set up in their uh, their acquiring of ports all over the world. So they've mm-hmm. literally strategically mm-hmm. set them up very, very good for everything, and so they have everything to gain and nothing to lose for America to fail. So it's yeah. scary, and I think that everyone should be really watching. Well, well, too, even the Bible talks about China. Everybody's eyes are going to be on China while this was going on, you know, and everything. And we talked about that a lot on the show but for the last two weeks. But, you know, even even uh, some of these other radio talk shows said the same thing. All eyes are on China right now. Well, the thing about it is, is what everybody's looking at China mm-hmm. and saying, China's weak, China's weak, China's weak. They're hit. They're struck. But no, in the of war, no, you're strong, not. you're supposed to mm-hmm. appear weak. And so I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, they're appearing weak, so are they strong right now? So, I mean, I don't – never underestimate China. But well, listen, you, Joseph, yeah. uh, uh, thank you so much for calling in tonight. It's the first time you've been oh, on my no show, problem. and I really, really appreciate you calling <laughs> I in. I only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to throw in before we close the show? Yeah, I was going to say, you know – before before all this started, you know, it's it's just scary to see it, see how this is playing out. But everybody, like Derek said, we all need to use our common sense and not panic, and you know, do a lot of researching and and everything, and just do what CDC says. Don't do what the news media tells you. Do what the CDC tells you. I think the one thing that I would like to add is the fact that uh, I do follow QAnon and and. One thing that QAnon's always stressing is this is a war of light and dark. It's God mm-hmm. and the devil. And I truly believe that God mm-hmm. is the only thing that is going to pull us out of this epidemic, uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate God sending us Donald Trump. I'm so grateful for that. But it takes all of us as a nation, all of us as uh, mm-hmm. all of us in the world to come together yeah. and pray because pray is the only praying mm-hmm. is the only chance I think that we have at this point. You know. Mm-hmm. And have you seen noticed that Trump always uh, he always tells tells us this is the invisible enemy. When he's talking yep. about the devil. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. That's what we're fighting against. A lot of people are still no, thinking it's real, but it is real, you know. Mhm. Mhm. And it's so, really, you know, really, really uh-huh. scary. Yes, it is. But hey, like I always say, it's a great time to be alive to witness it. You know, right, or like I put in my Bible, uh, God doesn't want us to have fear. He didn't give us that spirit. That's from the devil, and so that we should put on mm-hmm. our full armor of God, and uh, mm-hmm. and that is 
uh, probably more important than lifestyle right now. <laughs> so, with right. that being said, well, I'm going to go says, ahead and. All right. Well, I was going to close because God said, stand firm. Like he said, put your armor of God on and shout, shout with your prayers. Just pray. Yeah, you know, with that, it, it could be really ugly. Yep. And with that, let's say good night, America. Thank you, Ian. We need to have you on our show again. We'll, we'll need to have you, Lori Alexander, on and everything. We'll talk about this and do a special and everything. So, uh, but yeah, was, thank you very much. I enjoyed being here. <laughs> Before we close, I'm going to play a song from. Uh, a girl called Crystal Branch. Uh, I love her. We went Uh-oh. and uh, watched her. I met her, actually, and I'm a big fan of her. I'm not a big fan of Glenn Beck, and he's originally who brought her on the stage. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and play her song, and then we will close out the show. So thank you so much, Joseph. All right. You're welcome. Good night, America.
Thank you all for calling in. I mean, for listening to our show. I really appreciate it. Have a good night. Hurricane Ann, and I'm out.